0: If you dig, dig, dig with a shovel or a pig. In a mine, in a mine, in a mine, where a million diamonds
1: shine. Hey kids, I'm here with The Janitor once again in oland And today we're talking about, uh, I don't know if you're entering uh, the mine or you just like how how do you abuse a mine i don't know it's howling and you get stuff from it and it's magical just like it should be back in the days this is monster of the week constructing old school magic I need a chill
0: from yeah this is how we chill from
1: 93 tip. this is how we chill from And what are we talking about today, Ollan?
0: Today we are talking about Howling Mine, one of the weirdest cards. It's supposed, as a lot of cards in old school and in magic in general, it's supposed to be symmetric, although it is not.
1: Mm-hmm. How, um, how come? Why, to, tell us what you mean with that.
0: You can You can uh, switch it to your advantage in so many ways with like, you can either play like Stasis, where your opponent can't really do anything, Stasis Kismet, they have a mm-hmm. lot of cards, but they can't play them. Mm. Uh, or you can abuse it with by tapping it down with Relic Barrier, that's a great mm. way. You draw yep. two, your opponent draws one. Uh, and also like if you take a lot of extra turns, it's good, your opponent doesn't draw any cards and you draw, draw a lot of cards.
1: Yeah, any general thoughts on uh, like Howling Mine, Jonas, before we go into some uh, archetypes and some decks?
2: Yeah, uh, of course it's uh, the whole uh, uh, abusing cards that are supposed to be uh, um, symmetrical that uh, has always been the appeal with the card. And it was the first uh, such card that I played with uh, using that knowledge. So even though there are other uh, effects that are more powerful, uh, that are seemingly symmetric but abusable, like balance, for instance, is probably Mm -hmm. the most broken example. Uh, But Howling Mine was uh, in my first really strong deck that I played, and uh, that was a very fast aggro deck, Uh, and this is uh, back in 94, of course. And uh, in those days, people played with uh, really awful mana bases and had re- no mm. real idea about mana curves. So uh, exactly.
1: They played like five, five expensive creatures that they were hoping to play, but with not enough mana.
2: So even though we both drew cards, I could deploy my cards faster. So even though they had mm. had more options, of course, uh, they just couldn't play the card, so I still won uh, in raw card advantage of the card. Uh, I don't think that's uh, a good strategy today, <laughs> uh, since mm. now people understand the game a lot better. But back then uh, it actually worked, even though um, uh, you actually lose cards uh, if you don't abuse Howling Mine in some way. Uh, compared yeah, to we opponent. Ha-
1: we do have, like, uh, we, we brought together some archetypes and we're going to look at some decks from them. And we have, like, uh, uh, we we put aggro there, but uh, it's not like, uh, like what you're mentioning now. You just let both players draw cards and do whatever. Uh, the aggro deck we're talking about later on is more tapping down and abusing uh, the Halloween mind, I guess. So should we jump into the first uh, archetype and uh, we have combo here, uh, maybe, Åland, you, you played some uh, combo with uh, Howling Mine, maybe?
0: Yeah, I've been dabbling a bit with this deck and the, the deck we're talking about is Danny Friedman's Twiddle Vault. Um, to my knowledge, it's the first and only uh, Twiddle Vault deck and player that has ever won a tournament. Mm. And I think it's finished second uh, at least once as well by Danny Friedman. Um, and yeah, it, this is this is a work of art. I mean, he has been playing the deck so long and for so many matches. So if anyone asks me about Twiddle I w- I would say just just take Danny's list and, and mm. figure it out from there.
1: And we might mention Philip uh, here in Sweden. He also he like developed it, and MG has written some posts on it and on Flippenworks you can hear him talking about his versions of the deck and how they developed and Svante has been trying it out a lot also. Martin uh, Berlin
2: was also uh, pretty central in developing a lot of tech mm-hmm. for the deck after Philippe uh, uh, had his breakout performance with it.
1: Yeah. And back then uh, maybe the main thing that has happened that we see here in Danny's deck is actually being able to play more time vaults, right, Dolan?
0: Uh, yeah, three time vaults. Uh, um, is and working. maybe recall? Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if
1: it was uh, yeah. uh, unrestricted the, then.
0: So so when when the deck started playing, I, I'm pretty sure both recall and time vault was restricted. So that made yeah. the deck a lot. Uh, time vault was for sure, and it made the deck so hard. And you had to work so much, you needed, really needed uh, transmute artifacts.
1: Yeah, we, ha- we, have a, we have a cat agreeing or disagreeing. I don't know, uh. you never
0: know with cats, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but this deck really abuses uh, uh, Howling Mine because yeah. like, like the whole engine is Howling Mine, you really need the Howling Mines to, to set up your win. And basically Danny doesn't have any real win cons in the main deck. Uh, the point is that you you make a loop your opponent should scoop but if the opponent doesn't scoop you can make a loop with this deck where you set up with the Howling Mines uh, and Time Twister and Regrowth that you can draw your deck, I mean infinite amount of turns and then pass the mana with um, uh, mana draining and expel and then taking the mana with you to another turn and then just finishing them off with a brain geyser
1: yeah the it's the brain geyser you guys know, then um and you mentioned the engine maybe we should also like silver library probably it's it's a real it's a necessary evil or something in this deck also right
0: yeah and i mean holy mine works really great with sylvan library as mm. As if you have a howling mine and a silver library, you basically draw four and put two back. If you have two howling mines, draw five, look at them, and put two back. Um,
1: and if so, you... The, you, what you said is that like you want to k- get the regrowth on the time walk uh, going or untap the, the time vault, uh, like. That, that's the main plan just taking turns
0: yeah ba- basically basically you take regrowth on the on the t- uh, time twister so mm. ba- you, when you get down to i don't know how many cards you g- need to get down to but then you basically every turn draw your whole deck and just loop through and through and through
1: okay um, um yeah i think it's an interesting interesting archetype uh, and a cool way of uh uh, playing old school i don't know have you played any twiddle vault uh, jonas uh,
2: yeah i actually did uh, quite a lot when uh, uh, the deck starting uh, started to get popular in uh, sweden at least um, that was before you could play uh, the more than one time vault and i haven't actually had uh, uh, the money to buy any more time vaults uh, so i haven't really played it since then because it's obviously so much better when you can play more of them uh but yeah i think it's a very unique uh deck no other deck in the format plays like it of course um uh, a lot a lot of like rules that i would use with cards like um howling mine and the uh, uh, sylvan library i don't think applies in this deck i uh, i have uh, in, on several locations just played the howling mine knowing that uh, okay my opponent is going to draw first they might disenchant it but Mm. uh, it's sort of how i have to play with this deck i can't play too safe with it i have to get this engine going Um, and uh, i think this build we're looking at is uh, it looks perfect actually it looks so Mm. well constructed and put together
1: we have some stand out cards maybe the mana short Uh, you need to be able to Uh, like, play your spells, (laughs) do your stuff. And if you get to take uh, infinite turns, all you need is your opponent to be tapped down, I guess. Uh, And, like, fetching uh, the time vaults with the... uh, There's a lot of, like, all the restricted cards, just untapping, like unsaid. said. Uh, It's a solid curve and all a solid plan i think maybe looking at the sideboard the mind twist insideboard maybe that's discussable i don't know do you want it in main probably
2: i i like it in the main deck but uh the main the main deck you you can't fit that many cards in there uh, it's really hard to say that you could remove anything from this list uh, mm. and replace it with the mind twist it's I mean, the raw power of the Mind Twist is, of course, makes it uh, interesting to play. But you also have to remember that this is a deck that sometimes need to give the opponent cards with the Howling minds Just so you can get started yourself. Uh, mm. Which I think it makes uh, the Mind Twist plan worse uh, than it would be you're in right, other you're right. decks.
1: You could, like, twiddle it, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, that's... No. Uh, probably not a good way of using that card
0: i i would also say that generally i i played mind twist in the sideboard in some some decks like game one where they don't have the hate you really want to combo off quickly and just drawing a mind twist it's like yeah okay what card have I cut for this mind twist uh, Mm -hmm. that might maybe actually start up a, a, a win but in game two where you have a lot of where where they have a lot of um answers and stuff, you might need to clear their hand or set up mm. um,
1: a mind twist uh uh um, yeah.
0: before you before you start running going off. Uh, so
1: yeah, and like as we mentioned, uh, the the decklist, it's weird looking at uh <laughs> that is decklist because he put everything out of order. Some people like doing that. But uh like the cards that stands out. Uh, or how it's built, as he have done it. As I can see, he's playing all four recalls, right? Yep. Uh, four, four Howling Mines, three Sylvan Libraries. Uh, you want it, like maybe you need it in the starting hand, you don't want any more of them. Uh, and maybe uh, Hercules? I don't know. What you do with the Hercules in this deck?
0: Um mm you bounce uh, annoying artifacts, I mean. Okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you, Blackwise is often easy to get under, of course, but yeah, but Blackwise and, and onks and stuff yeah, like right. that can, can, yeah. be, can be annoying.
1: Uh, Blackwise is probably the key card to you need to get rid of if, you, if you're meaning to win it at all. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, it also can uh,
2: double as a mana generating effect with yeah. uh, all the artifact mana uh, that's available.
1: Yeah, I see. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what, what, how many of each is playing, but he's playing three. Uh, is it two or three time volts?
0: It's three, yeah. right? It, yeah, th- yeah, three is like the, the
1: standard. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and this list only plays uh, one mana vault, uh, I think, but it plays Felwar Stones and Transmutes. You can yeah. also play a version without Transmutes and play uh, more mana uh, Yeah,
1: so two Transmutes, uh, three or four Twiddle. Uh, and like Maybe the counter spell also might stand out. Uh, you're, you're playing, he's playing two counter spells, I'm guessing, a yeah, mana drain. Yeah, it's a solid build uh, and we're putting it up on the, uh, in the show notes if you want, if you want to look into it. So I actually thought about when we're going through different decks, uh, I thought that maybe we could figure out the best deck for Howling Mine, but also the deck that needs Howling Mine <laughs> most. Uh, would this be a contender for needing it most? And could it be a contender f- like for the best deck for Howling Mine?
2: A hundred percent, this deck does not work without Howling Mines. It just doesn't. Um, mm. So it probably is the deck that needs it the most. Uh, it might also be the best one, but I'm not 100% sure, I have to yeah. uh, uh, get back. Let's see when we, when yeah. we
1: go forward. Uh, is it something you brought forward, uh, Walan? Well
0: yeah, um, it's uh, it's the classic trick deck. Um, this is the one he played in Nios, Um Neos December, Brian Manalocos. Uh, both me and him actually played trick decks this tournament and both uh, reached the top eight. Uh, we hadn't talked to each other about it, but yeah. Um, th- the, basic, the basic Howling Mine... Uh, deck with some relic barriers dark rituals underworld dreams and bolts and winds of change and black wise and all the restricted cards Mm. Um, pretty pretty solid um, pretty solid deck it's been it's been around the swedish meta at least since 2012 Uh, so yeah so
1: what are the main like goal with the deck it's just uh, having an underworld dreams out or the vices or the, like
0: the main plan is underworld dreams and draw sevens mm-hmm.
1: uh, so the winds of change and the, <clears throat> the restricted draw sevens then yeah. uh, we have a miser balance uh maybe could stand out if we're talking about how the deck is built but you need the uh, dark rituals and you need the uh, I think maybe, is this a good deck for, like, burn also? Uh, that's maybe also something could, you could take up to for debate if you're playing Vices. Lightning Bolts, you need them maybe. I don't know. How, how do you go about building a deck like this, do you think, Hold on?
0: I don't know. There, there's not really much stuff to to consider when building, I think. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. I think there's, like, five five-ish cards that you can change or mm. would, would change. Uh, um, the, one of the things that's um, that's uh, different with this deck is that it plays zero Mishra's Factory because the mana can't support Mishra's Factories.
1: Uh, yeah, and uh, since it was in Neos, we see Hymns in the sideboard and Hypnotics in the sideboard and yeah. actually just some gins in the sideboard. So it's a transformational... But, yeah. sideboard there and
0: this is a really interesting one because the, generally Jusams in the sideboard is pretty standard in trick decks uh, uh-huh. um, but I haven't seen one with uh, or I have seen one but I haven't seen that many that play more creatures than Jusams so uh-huh. I think that the plan where you can remove your weird package with Howling Mines and Black Wises and, and whatever and just
1: and...
0: yeah and bring in like yep yeah, I bring in four hymns, four hypnotics and use them, and I'm I am a Dark Ritual deck. I mean that that's the thing. When you play Dark Rituals, sums in the sideboard fits so good uh, from the board.
1: Yeah. And uh, Jonas, you probably. Feel that, now you need to play this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually,
2: <laughs> um, so I of course... Since uh, it's a Jusum deck. <laughs> uh, I have always loved uh, the heavy black enchantments, uh, including Underworld Dreams. And it was one of the first decks I built actually, was um, a, a trick style deck. Uh, a lot of things weren't as developed then. Uh, of course we couldn't play with uh, four uh, vices back then. And there were... Uh, you asked about the, the burn part um, and, yeah. and earlier uh, I think uh, there was like people were trying out making a more controllish build having like counter spells and permission cards uh, mm-hmm. and try to build up to like the big underworld dreams turn so you had like all the winds of changes and um, uh, sort of tried to navigate to uh, draw seven and th- then draw another seven and hopefully that's game. Mm. Uh, of course uh, Playing with this combo and protecting protecting it with cal- counter spells is just too hard on the mana and uh, yeah, having burn three. for reach does uh, a lot and uh, the, the tech with the juice and jeans, I actually tried it a couple of weeks ago We played a small tournament where uh, all the participants could ban one card each Yeah, uh, and uh, I actually played uh, Oland's version and I just uh, removed the banned cards and added some other things and the sideboard Jusums worked uh, really well I won several games uh, on Yeah, the you, you bashed
1: me with your just sums
2: uh, Yeah, <laughs> as an example of uh, uh, success
1: Yeah, and I actually uh, got, I think it's probably the weirdest like, how small percentage uh, you could not get in with if you're talking about match uh, win and match losses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, I don't remember how, uh, you, how you much missed, it was. You missed
2: the finals, and I think, uh, like, a half of a tenth of a percent or something. <laughs> I have never seen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, but, but you tiebreakers like anyhow. that. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, the important part. And you,
1: you lost to, uh, like... Wille, uh, who who I won against, so we all had won or lost against each other, but he got in because of probably some early, someone in the tournament did worse that he, I don't know, he played or did not play, something happened in the fairings. but yeah, so regarding howling
2: mine in this deck, though. Is... Yeah, and I don't
1: remember you playing Winds of Change. Then did you? Uh, I, I
2: played with one. I think that is okay. the correct number because sometimes you just sometimes it just works, but it's an yeah. awful card. Uh, mm. But the howling mines in this deck, of course, uh, you can play them uh, without uh, tapping them down with Relic Barriers if you have uh, two Underworld Dreams out. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of damage per turn. Um, if you have yeah. several uh, Dreams, so you can just let the opponent draw cards, and uh, that, that's a really risky line, but you can take it. And it's one of the things I think is very interesting with Howling Mind and mm-hmm. this deck, is when can you turn it on? When can mm-hmm. you start letting the Howling Minds uh, untap, so you can start doing the Underworld Dreams damage? And when is it just too risky to give your opponent new cards? It's a really interesting thing to think about when you're playing this deck.
1: Yeah, and playing, like, all the power, all the unrestricted, all the fast mana, uh, I guess sometimes when you're mulliganing, and that goes for all the decks we're probably talking about with Howling Mind, that sometimes you just play it and hope for the best. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Even without, like, the Unworld Dreams going or the Vices going here. So, But, yeah, probably the best deck for, like... Letting your opponent actually draw cards, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it can actually be your plan. So <laughs> the, this you,
0: deck
1: is you a... you built this kind of deck uh, like Jonas uh, mentioned, Olaan.
0: Yeah, we we built, uh, but yeah, I think uh, I'm pretty sure I played four relic barriers, uh, mm. and this is like one of the. One of the things that you, you can think about if you want to. I really like Relic Barrier just because Relic Barrier in itself is really good. Um, there's always mana artifacts and stuff to tap down. Um, yep. Or sometimes you just they just play a sushi and you play a Relic Barrier and they stand looking at each other. Um, so, yeah, Yeah, um,
1: and uh, like the numbers, as you mentioned, it, the, it, like you could also maybe p- play some of the vices in the sideboard that's also a game you do like a mind game thing or i don't know i usually probably play two in main and if i need more i put them in sideboard but this is a special deck that attacks the hand i guess you maybe not need four of them in main.
0: i think that you want them generally you want them on the play but not ever on the draw um, mm-hmm. yeah I, I think that's uh uh, that's how I played the deck. Uh, when I played a similar deck, as we as we said, I just uh, always on the pl- I had them in my main deck, and always on the draw I took them out and put in duo-sums And on the play, I always took always took them in.
1: Yeah. And uh, regarding the burn, that we going back to that, uh, Mano he played four lightning bolts and two Sonic blasts. Uh, what do you guys think about Sonic blast in this deck?
2: It's, it's uh, it's it's pretty good because it do, it does handle some annoying creatures, of course, uh, like Siren de mm. Um It does a chunk of damage. It's not the most important card in a list like this, I don't think. Uh, but I don't think it's wrong to play them, either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a reasonable choice
1: another way going about maybe i don't think that's true for this version especially with the transformative sideboard but that's maybe playing white instead of red then Uh, and then you can play swords instead maybe those are better in that particular instance but yeah it's nice that you can finish off games Uh, this deck can be powerful i think Uh, and uh, uh, brian did top eight with it so uh, it's nice, I think. Uh, so if we go to the Howling Mine question, uh, is, it, uh, is it does it need Howling Mine, really?
2: Not really. It's, it's just, I think, I, I can't think of a better card in that slot. You could play this deck without Howling Mines. Uh, hmm. But it fits really, really well because you can use it both for... Uh, building up to your big turns and uh, using it uh, to attack your opponent uh, so they play two uh, roles uh, in this list so it's a it's a really good card but the deck could exist without them
1: yeah what do you think olan it's probably not the best deck for holding mine is it
0: no i don't think so but i think it's one of the more fun decks to play and it's I mean, often the deck is so straightforward to play. Like, if you compare this to playing Twiddle Vault, where you get so tired playing Twiddle Vault in a long tournament, but playing this deck in a long tournament, yeah, you you have a lot of quick games with this deck. Yeah. Uh, Win or lose. And you don't have that many permanents. Uh, You can empty your hand pretty quick, yeah. Mm. So, so I think the balance is great in that way. I mean, it's counterintuitive with black but you have bolts and psionic blasts as the only removals as well. So, so yeah, just and the,
1: the single fireball and the chaos orb. But yeah, yeah.
0: But you can you can like empty your hand with rich rituals and balance away a couple of creatures, and then maybe mm. have a dreams and a mine or, or something. Um,
1: it, it can be really explosive. Like a, you can win in in one swoop in that i
0: i remember uh like i think this was like five years ago uh, um a player from Gothenburg came to me and said he had broken the format and i don't remember the exact deck list but it was some kind of trick deck and i was like yeah you probably haven't broken the format (laughs)
1: Um, but I think the there's a lot of way you can go about if you want to play a trick deck. Uh, and it, this is a creature-less transformative uh, deck. You could play this solid deck and skip the... As you mentioned, you guys play the just summon the sideboard at least. You could go for a more controllish route of the sideboard. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's... A, uh, playing against it, it's always really scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if if your opponent has a uh, unreal dreams and you're like, okay, here we go. If if it has the winds of change, if it has the twister, if it has, the, it's a lot of cards that can instantly let you lose. Uh, so, going forward, uh, regarding like uh, <laughs> winds of change, uh, I. Found a lands edge deck uh, that was from 2016 it's the eternal weekend old school event there, uh, it came in 22nd place it's Tim Winter's uh, deck lands edge uh, what can we say about that Jonas
2: so uh, the lands edge deck of course uh, plays uh, land tax to grab uh, huge amounts of uh, land and then uh, dump it um, Onto your opponent's head uh, with uh, uh, the uh, other uh, with a lancet. I what the I forget what the card is called. The red lancet.
1: Yeah, lancet. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah.
2: Hmm. Uh, <laughs> For some reason, I yeah. 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 Tell mind. me about it. Forgetting uh, card names. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this build in particular. Uh, Obviously wants to maximize hand size, so we have uh, ivory towers, we have land taxes uh, And of course the Howling Mines um, mm. The Howling Mines here uh, There is one relic barrier in this build that can tap, uh, tap them down, but I assume that uh, how this list plays out will often just let the opponent have cards and uh, yeah. try to compensate with that uh, by playing cards like Blood Moons and City in a Bottle in the main deck. Uh, so uh, if you can't uh, even uh, play your Arabian Nights cards, it doesn't matter how many of them you draw. If you can't use your yeah. mana because there is a Blood Moon in play, it doesn't matter how many you draw.
1: And triggering uh, land tax in your upkeep putting up your hand size even heftier than seven and let you gain life maybe all the creatures that are being played is nullified that way uh, we don't see any source of plowshares uh, we do only see the <laughs> balance actually as a removal except for the lightning bolts and the chain lightnings yeah,
0: uh, i think i think this is um yeah, well, this this deck is a bit uh, weird. I have never played Lands Edge. I must say that, but yeah, it looks a bit. This is probably one of the decks that needs Howling Mind the least, mm-hmm. uh, because it's. I mean, it's based on you want to to abuse another card, uh, land tax, and then wins of change into good cards. Mm. Uh, but playing uh, a Lands Edge deck with nine white sources. Uh, uh it's a bit risky.
1: Um, uh, yeah, guess- and one of them being Moxen. Uh, so, yeah. and playing Blood Moon then. The problem playing Landsedge is probably, it's a double red. And if you're playing Landsedge, you probably want to play Land Tax and then you're playing Basics. So maybe Howling Mine is good in that package because you can't really... Fit everything in. If you're playing basics, you're playing pink, uh, basically, and you go from there. You could probably splash some colors, um, so it's hard to say where to go. Actually, if you're playing it, uh, we do see in the sideboard a couple of like four ball lightnings, some wind orbs, uh, some circle protection red. Um, and in main we have two red elemental lost, but in the dissonances we mentioned the moon uh, the blood moons and the, the I guess there's a lot of wins with this deck if you're able to smash down a blood moon or the Ball does enough i guess uh, it's not that quick is it you don't get no. quick wins with this no.
0: and it's and it's quite funny because if you you could play another deck and play three Blood Moons and two in a Bottles instead, um, no, yeah. uh, <laughs> and win with, with with something else. I think I think this is a, a great archetype to to, to bring into. in. Yeah, I mean to bring in and and talk a bit about because I, as I said, I, I stand by that this deck is one that needs the holy mind the least. Mm. Although I'm not really sure how I would build a Edge deck. I have gotten all the cards for a Edge deck and I want to try it at some point. And I maybe don't want to get in like to the Randy Bueller style five color, play every card. Mm. Uh, Which I think is great. But to me that's just a a deck with all the restricted cards. Yeah. Um,
1: You could also, you could play some kind of big red deck I guess, uh, instead yeah. you know maybe you don't need to play white, uh, maybe you can skip, if you're playing you you need you probably need tats, the white for, it, need to...
2: for the land tax though yeah yeah yeah
1: but I'm, I'm thinking if you're not playing land tax maybe you could play some kind of weird you could play it as burn more keeping lands in your hand anyhow I don't know
2: so you're suggesting I mean... like a big uh, big red deck with howling minds.
1: I don't know. I'm 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 spitballing here, but the core engine usually is uh, like land tax and uh, land search, I guess.
0: But yeah, I I think that would be interesting to try build something with red. I mean, we're basically saying that okay, we want to build howling mind deck, so we we are not taking anything else into consideration. Building a a big red deck where you rely heavily on blood moon and city in a bottle.
1: <laughs>
0: so so basically you. So you let your opponent draw cards, uh, mm. but they can't play them. Um, mm. And then you have Blackwise. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Burn and other sweet yeah. stuff. Uh,
1: if we're... Yeah, exactly. You could play... You could go many directions. You could even play some sort of Neverless Disc scenario, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but the Howling Mines... Uh, yeah. It's probably not the most <laughs> needed card in this deck
0: i i must say that this uh, early in sweden this was one of the f- um, fan favorite uh, budget decks where you didn't play power mm-hmm. this deck uh, if i hadn't seen the power i would think okay yeah this is a budget deck
1: yeah uh, because uh tim winter is playing two mox and the red and white and the lotus and yeah. uh, that's basically it for power uh all the decks are expensive now in old school, so we, we don't need to go there. But uh, yeah, it, it, this could be one way of building a budget kind of deck, I guess. Uh, if, maybe.
2: Uh, if you're playing so, in an environment with uh, pretty generous reprint policy rules, uh, you can build this quite cheaply.
1: mmm. Uh, like you mean playing revised and yeah and fourth yeah. edition
2: fourth stuff and, yeah
0: fourth yeah. edition and chronicles i mean winds of change is fourth edition land's edge is chronicles land mm-hmm. is fourth edition howling mine is fourth edition ivory tower is fourth edition uh, now I need, of, I need to
1: get all i need to maybe <laughs> this should be my you you have a whiteboarded deck don't you Olan? that you i doing. can
0: build so many whiteboard decks with my light <laughs> white-boarded Al- library of alexandria
1: i <laughs> should get this whiteboarded. i should build yep. my big red uh, whiteboarded lands edge deck then that's
0: going you're gonna have problem with the city in a bottles though
1: yeah and i'm probably not doing what you did with what what cards did you whiteboard it out?
0: I mean, the expensive cards are uh, Italian Mana Drain, Library of Alexandria, and uh, Italian Falling Star. Okay. I think that that's the only expensive ones. And and fun enough, um, Library of Alexandria has doubled in price since I whiteboarded it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't yeah, give a fuck. I'm yeah. not I'm not selling that card ever.
1: Yeah. And. Uh... Maybe I can just make the deck look ugly. Uh, maybe yeah. we, we don't need to white border it. Chronicles and mismatching lands and whatever.
0: And and Italian chain lightnings and whatever.
1: Mm, I like wh- where we're going with this. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to the next uh, archetype. Uh, I said in my sebish ways, tap down control, and Åland has written in brackets what everyone else calls prison. (laughs) uh, Prison control decks, uh, you had some... You, you took your sweet time trying to find uh, one of the first decks we're looking at, uh, Oland.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually, actually, I had been looking through this page, uh, uh, Furt Bards, the Sentinel Old School, where he publishes all deck lists from his tournaments, and I had missed this because this deck pick looks really weird, as it has like 100 Chronotogs in it. Yeah, so Svante, not, not in, the,
1: in the deck, but like yeah. laying around. around yeah, yeah. So,
0: so Svante gave me this list and said, and it was the only uh, top finishing stasis list uh, which featured Howling Mine. And this is Do- Do- Dr. Rich chase Winter Derby 2019 Top 16 hmm. list. Uh, because the only other like, stasis decks I found who were like Elof from New Noob, 2014, and he didn't play Howling Minds at all, which I kind yeah. of found strange. But he and is we we
1: have some instances of like Stasis in the Twiddle Twiddlewalt early versions also, but yeah, not not a yeah. solid uh, Stasis Howling Mind deck then.
0: But yeah, the this deck um, this deck is um, I mean it's not straightforward Stasis because it, I mean. Playing Kismet probably is pretty straightforward, but mm-hmm. this deck also has uh, uh, green in it for mm-hmm. regrowth and Sylvan Library uh, and four uh, Howling Mines, Transmute Artifact, one time vault. I don't know if it was restricted in that format at that time.
1: Uh, mm. And we have also... uh, the drop of honey in the cyborg for green. Yeah. Maybe also, yeah.
0: So, and to red alum, uh, and avoid fate in the sideboard, one of uh, very, very strange. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, I have never seen that in a stasis list
1: mm. before. I've never played stasis, but usually when you play against it, it's either. It's a zero sum fun game, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if they're winning, maybe they're having fun at least. Uh, what do you think, Jonas? Uh,
2: yeah, you are completely correct in that the enjoyment here is that your opponent gets to do absolutely nothing. Uh, I think uh, the Howling Minds uh, work really nicely in this archetype. So it's uh, it was a bit disappointing that uh, we didn't find more examples. But I think this list is a great example of uh, how I think you should uh, approach this archetype. Um, of course, as we discussed earlier, it doesn't matter if your opponent uh, draws a lot of cards if they can't play their cards. And uh, oh. yeah, uh, this is a deck I think where you have to wait until you have a lock, until you actually start playing the Howling Minds. It's just too risky to let your opponent keep drawing mana, keep drawing stuff that uh, they can do yeah. something with. So you really have to get the lock down first.
1: There's a lot of pieces you need to wait on playing then, I guess. That goes with the Stasis also. Uh, So you're laying and praying on putting the punch. Like, uh, Olan, uh, one of your close friends plays a lot of Stasis. Have you played Stasis and what do you think about it, like deck or in general?
0: Well, I mean, I I played Stasis uh, once uh, in old school. We played uh, on Wack Wack on Christmas Eve. I played two matches Stasis. uh, Blue blue white stasis. We had like some weird rules, with like only five restricted cards, which seemed great because I only wanted to play white blue anyway. So, so yeah, yeah I got the white blue white and blue mox lotus ancestral and I don't know something else. Uh, so yeah, I I played stasis a lot back in the nineties as well, uh, and I I think it's a fun deck. Uh, also, the Turbo Stasis, which was a standard deck, designed, developed by Finnish people. Um, today, some people call uh, an old-school deck Turbo Stasis, where they play Winter Orb. That is not Turbo Stasis, uh-huh. it's something else. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I'm definitely looking to play more Stasis. Uh, I, don't, I don't actually own Unlimited Stasis, I only have one for my collection. So mm. I have to play it in reprint tournaments. I have sweet foreign and ones, uh, mm. but yeah, it's it's quite uh, it's quite cozy to play stasis. Uh, when you get the lock in, you can just sit there and relax and, and have a good time. Maybe drink some coffee.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have a cigarette. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> think about life. So Passing maybe, the turn.
0: I think <laughs> it's maybe a- so.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Jons. Uh, I think uh, one of uh, the most important lessons you learn uh, from playing against Stasis is uh, knowing when to concede, which is immediately. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of players don't understand <laughs> what uh, what the mental cost will be uh, sitting yeah. there and losing for thirty minutes. Just but it's
1: kind of hard getting the lock in still, uh, as you mentioned. Yeah, so there's always get the a feeling
2: in. of that that window, like maybe there's a window, maybe I can do this, because uh, it's n- it's never really over uh, mm. with the stasis decks, even though it is over, so to speak, yeah. trying to uh, preserve your uh, mental stamina uh, yeah. is actually an important thing if you want to, like, do well in a tournament or something. Uh, so I and think you should actually, uh, do not let the stasis player have fun, just concede.
1: Yeah, and... Two things maybe we need to uh, say uh, is that like vice is the usually only way of uh, losing against uh, Stasis and for the Stasis deck to win. Uh, and as you mentioned, you don't have a solid lock uh, playing Stasis. It's not a it's not a combo uh, deck. You, you can boomerang the Stasis and you can do a lot of stuff. Uh, replaying, playing another Stasis and so on, uh, but you don't get infinite turns. You don't have it in play infinitely. We don't have those cards in old school, right, Dolan? Uh,
0: no, I mean, it's, it's theoretically it's not a, a hard lock, but yeah, generally mm. it, it will be a very slow uh, soft lock uh, mm. with this deck.
1: So a uh, good deck, like for a, a good howling mine deck maybe and probably needing howling mine also yes no yes You're not. I think,
0: <laughs> yeah i i think so but yeah but then again el of top uh, top eight, come without it uh, i have no idea how he did that but yeah
1: mm. but maybe the best deck for uh, we see a small little tabernacle i believe uh, here in the deck deck list <laughs> among a lot of cards scattered around yeah
0: it's tabernacle is is great in stasis i i used to play uh, when i played stasis uh, it was one of the first cards to include i think it's
1: so really probably great. the best uh, tabernacle deck
0: M- maybe that or with living plane and caracas but yeah, yeah. living
1: plane of course more fun at least that one <laughs> uh, so yeah we Maybe we're leaving the Stasis for now, uh, going to some Parfait action, uh, actually. Uh, Jonas, do you want to talk about Parfait?
2: Yeah, so this is one of the, let's call it, uh, why, is this co- why, why are we using this deck name in this way, in old school? Uh, back in mm. the day, Parfait used to be base white control decks. Uh, but um, in old school, it uh, has started to mean howling mine, relic barrier, icy manipulator, winter warp package control. Mm.
1: Uh,
2: it's generally how I see people use uh, the term uh, nowadays. And uh, the deck we're looking at is uh, from uh, famous Swedish player Pätken, uh, who is also infamous. One <laughs> Infamous is uh, probably more correct, <laughs> and uh, much like the earlier aforementioned Elof, uh, also a player who seems to win with whatever he puts uh, in his decks. Yeah, uh, But uh, yeah, this, uh, the idea is of course that uh, you use Howling Mine as a draw engine. Uh, you have four relic barriers, uh, often two or three ice manipulators, even four sometimes, and uh, uh, you never give your opponent cards um, with your Howling Minds. You uh, yeah. very rarely uh, are they uh, untapped uh, during your opponent's turn. You're yeah. using it as an engine for yourself.
1: You're not playing the four Wises and you... We do see one Underworld Dream here, probably because the mana isn't really supporting it. It's a later on Wink on, maybe. Uh, yeah
2: and he, he has more dreams in the sideboard but yeah it, the mana is really hard uh in this deck to make the four underworld dreams work i have experimented with this archetype so much uh, it was the second deck i built in old school the first one was a mono red uh, artifact deck but uh, this was the second thing i tried and uh, i really i really love this archetype it's there's so much flavor in uh, sitting with the barriers and the ices and tapping, and yeah. uh, I I really feel like an actual sort of wizard sitting and tinkering with my artifacts. <laughs> you're uh, right, you're right. It's, Actually it's,
1: using them, but by tapping them and untapping them, and what yeah,
2: I yeah. really feel immersed into the game when I play this archetype. I, I'm uh, I really love uh, love playing this uh, this type of deck. The yeah. hardest part is sometimes when you play decks like these and you don't have cards to win with it Mm. can the deck is better at uh, uh, protecting itself than this list is um, probably because of the counter spells and sometimes you just draw like really awful combination of cards where like so you,
1: you mean that if you if you might need to play more counter spells if you really want to protect it
2: yeah you can sort of like just get a bad combination of cards and a disenchant can just ruin your entire day but uh, this is my probably favorite archetype in old school
1: Mm. Uh, Well, what are your thoughts on parfait in general
2: yeah i have
0: never played parfait i always wanted it but i always stumble when i want to make the mana base and i figured this is gonna suck Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, how's that uh,
0: because like it's tough to get. Um, it's tough to get the mana working. I mean, you, I want wincons. I love wincons in mm. Magic, uh, and wincon should be Underworld Dreams. Uh, but yeah, it's mm. tough to build. I have two things about this deck. In two thousand twelve, did no one play Energy Flux?
1: Uh, uh, yeah, maybe I don't know because you're talking about him having only two in main.
0: Two disenchants uh, and two in the sideboard, yeah, but he plays 24 artifacts, even like a jade statue. Uh, And another thing that's interesting with this deck, this deck is Swedish legal now, uh, but back in 2012, Mana Drain was unrestricted and he chose to play exactly one anyway. Hmm which is interesting i mean how how did you figure that one man drain was the right amount
1: he probably mm-hmm. only owned one maybe no. being restricted I'm, in vintage or something then i don't know all <laughs> the bannings and non-bannings with Valdrain. There, i mean
0: that 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 seems uh, weird <laughs> that that was the case that he only owned one but yeah, he had yeah. like everything else um,
1: yeah, Pefkin also has, like, everything blackboarded and stuff like that. Maybe he yeah. yeah, it's an interesting... The jade statue. Uh, I, I sol- solely want to play this deck because of that in this decklist. Uh, you don't see many statues bashing about nowadays. Maybe because of the flux, then, as you mentioned, and I don't know.
2: All the uh, other artifact creatures hates. are better. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, yeah, it's so hard to... Uh, it it really demands so much mana to mm. do anything. Uh, yeah. I al- I also love it. I have like a at in beta, and I never have the beta cards. But yeah, you Probably can play one the because it's cute. Sideboard
1: but... <laughs> is better than the <laughs> Jade Statue, here then.
2: Probably, I
0: I think it's fun with Jade Statue because it's. I mean, to to make it work. I mean, you need to, it's really good with balance, obviously, and it's really good with Wrath of God, but Wrath of God in general is not that good. Mm. So, so yeah, uh, I would love to see more Jade Statues come back. I actually played them in type 1.5 in the deck there where Mm. you can play. You play for Wrath of God's main deck. So I tried out uh, Jade Statue.
1: I kind of love this archetype also uh, we had like from eternal central you can find a mono white version of it also and actually playing uh, one color is the cool part about uh, the engine i'd say i played it in my mono green uh, <laughs> hunt master deck I don't remember what I call it. No, it was actually splashing red for blood moon. Clearly, yeah, (laughs) but but, like having access to drawing cards and uh, locking down uh, like your opponent, it's kind of nice uh, to do that. Not playing blue, Uh, and maybe as you mentioned, Jonas, you need to find some sort of mean like some other road to go so you have some more threats probably to make it good
2: yeah, yeah so some way to win uh, <laughs> some way to win yeah. it has always been my problem like I I I don't lose for like 40 minutes but I never actually win I did yeah. build a mono black version um, with this engine that I played that uh, won ivory cup it did uh, a lot better than I expected. Actually, I think I mm. went three and three or something.
1: Mm. And uh, which was we, uh,
2: above <laughs> expectation.
1: I think, actually, was it when uh, I played the this my green version when we talked about you winning with your trick stick?
2: Yeah, yeah, that was when you played uh, the
1: green Okay. One. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, like. If you you go whatever route you go playing this deck, it's cool playing control and setting stuff up and uh, like locking down your opponent. And I kind of think this is the best Howling deck, but maybe not this deck list. (laughs) Uh,
2: I think this is actually pretty close to a great build. I mean, there are like a couple of weird choices, but this is probably pretty close to where you want to be.
1: Yeah, you could, like Ola uh, mentioned, you could get some more, uh, you, c- you could do more protective stuff, I guess. And maybe not playing two Divine Offerings in maybe just playing disenchant instead and stuff like that. Uh, the one thing
2: I want to add about uh, this deck, uh, from a historical perspective or what you want to, um, is that uh, he plays the two Wind Warbs, but back then... Mm. Wizards hadn't done the Errata uh, uh, that they have uh, now. So you mm-hmm. couldn't turn off the Winter Orbs with the Relic Barriers or Isis when he played this, uh, this list. Uh, yeah. That was something that uh, Wizards did as a gift for all of us old schoolers um, a couple of years ago for a digital reprint. Or was it an actual paper reprint?
0: Uh, I think it was a paper. Maybe it was Eternal Masters or something. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah uh i may, maybe yeah but the you probably need to play the winter orbs also if you're looking down you can't just be yeah, yeah it's just how that they
2: are obviously a lot stronger now with the new yeah. when you can uh, turn them off for yourself and just uh, punish your opponent so yeah, but this is like the optimal uh, breaking symmetry deck in this format mm. because you that's all you do with this deck basically.
1: Yeah, and we see four Relic Barriers and three Isis. If you're playing Howling Minds and if you don't want your opponent to draw cards, you need to tap it down in some way. Uh, so, Relic Barrier goes well with the Windrobe now, at least. Um, and you can like Mana screw your opponent with the Relic Barrier is a solid card actually in the format. Uh, without uh, having having Mines in your deck. It's sometimes that stuff like tapping down the- Mishra's and other things. Uh, anyhow, uh, I also want to mention that one card that I thought about uh, bringing into the parfait, uh, like for wing cons, if I played green, was Titania Song. Like setting up and attacking in one turn with that. That could be something you could do also.
2: Yeah, I tried that once actually, uh, it was fun, uh, mm-hmm. but I didn't have any unlimited uh, savannas, only revised, uh, so I never used it in a real tournament.
1: But did you play uh, Howling mind deck then? Yeah, yeah. So basically, oh,
2: okay. I, I mean, I, I love this package so much, I've just tried it with everything, like mm-hmm. mono, black, uh, esper, um, mm. green, uh, with the tongue, uh, green, white, with the Tanya song.
1: Yeah. And uh, I think I've also thought about playing some version with uh, Arborea and you can play you could play Huntmaster or you could play. <laughs> <laughs> like setting Somehow up the that turn. card
2: has never entered my mind when I have built a deck ever.
0: <laughs> no. But it, it's it's cool that you call it Huntmaster. Isn't it Master of the Hunt?
1: Well, here's my Huntmaster. Okay, man. I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Huntmaster would be great in old school, I guess.
1: Uh, yeah, okay. They
0: call me the
1: Uh, so, leaving the Parfait, we're actually going to the only deck I think we have for aggro right now. We mentioned your uh, d- d- deck, <laughs> Jonas, that you started playing. That was aggro back in 94, was it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but
1: we're, we're not going through the deck list there, maybe. So, uh, who found that? Was it you, one of that put this uh, yeah. deck for
0: Actually, uh, yeah, I actually played him in the Winter Derby and lost uh, also. And this is a Vault-a-Tog. This is basically an A-Tog aggro deck. But it plays Howling Mines, Relic Barriers and Time Vaults.
1: Uh, mm. And we've seen the, the A-Togs. I've seen A-Tog with the Time Vaults sometimes. But what does the deck actually do? It's an aggressive... Uh, what what does Havling mind do in it you're still tapping it down with the relic barriers and you're finishing up you, with can, or...
0: you can do that and you can also like this is um this is an interesting build turn vault makes this deck really interesting because you can use it to so many for so many things basically one of the standard plays is just to play out of time vault uh, maybe turn one pass the turn opponent plays a land okay take another turn Mm. um okay yeah they take another turn and then you can maybe in your turn play a howling mine uh, Ah, and take an an extra turn
1: i see yeah Yeah. that's a cool way of going about instant instant
0: uh, value and like the time vault sets up basically uh a A tug with haste so to say uh, when you have it on top and also a lot of other cool tricks so but yeah, but the deck but I think
1: plays, let's just for the listeners say that it's like four vices, four eight togs, uh, the four relic barriers, three howling minds. Uh, we have, is it two time Wolves? Yep. Yeah, and uh, like the, in this version, like he's playing, we, there's also a deck tech we could put to, have, we will yeah. be having in the show notes uh, that Jeff Lee did uh, on YouTube. Uh, but we have the uh, two sushis and like the power packages of lightning bolts, basically they sit in a bottle two of them also
0: yeah and it's kind of lower curve uh, in this deck as well than usual i mean it's two sushi but there's like no side blasts uh so yeah so, yeah and it has, has the winter orb as well so you have i mean did you generally in an A list i mean if you draw an extra card um, with Howling Mine and it's an it's a mox, basically it's two damage mm. with the Aetog. Uh, your opponent might draw some stuff that they can't play. Uh, so I mean, it's this is like a really aggressive strategy playing uh, Howling Mines. Uh, we haven't really seen any. I haven't really found any other really aggressive lists. Mm. Good
1: list, at least. Uh, (laughs) This is is also the first deck that we talked about that's actually playing Workshop. Uh, No,
0: the Pefkens Parfait also playing Workshop. Okay, okay, yeah.
1: It's probably good in a lot of Parfait uh, versions. I don't... Okay, yeah, it's a Workshop there also, yeah.
0: So I would like to... uh, as I said, I would like to try to build something aggressive with Holy uh, Mine, and uh, this is for sure a deck I would like to test. Mm-hmm. And he basically, this deck also has like chain lightnings in the sideboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he can sideboard uh, out uh, artifacts, um, and artifacts, like Holy Mine, Sydney yeah. Bottles. And they have the dibs
1: in, in the sideboard also. <laughs>
0: dibs and chain lightnings mm-hmm. if they play like three to four energy flux.
1: Yeah, so instead of like trying to deal with that, uh, you just like take out that package, that part of the package, uh, and the vices, and you could probably keep those if in if you're on the play, I guess. If you're playing the Atox, are you taking them out or wh- how are you?
0: I mean, it, that, that's a bit rough because I mean, you need when you play Atox, you need sheep artifacts yeah. to to feed the Atox. I mean, Atox is really hungry. Mm. Uh, so, so
1: yeah. Yeah, you need, you need to. That might be the like. It, it, you might need to deal with the energy flux anyhow. Then, but you're not dead to it if you uh, if you take out that part of the package.
0: This car, this deck also has the funniest sideboard card, uh, mana barbs. Yeah. Uh, which is great.
1: Uh, I've been trying to make it, that work a long time. Uh, I always tr- take it out in the end.
0: It's a tr- tricky card for your opponent, um, for sure. Yeah, uh,
1: what do you think about Monobarbs, Jonas? <sighs> I never get it to work. <laughs> <sighs> it's, it's, okay.
2: uh, it's just I recognize what you were saying.
1: Like, yeah, I yeah. just
2: have put it in so many lists and then it never stays. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really <laughs> interesting when you actually get it into play, of course. It's, uh, it can mm. be super annoying for some opponents. Uh, that they, they can't play, basically, if you're yeah. aggressive enough. And uh, actually, if people are interested in this Walter
0: Talk deck, we we will link the deck tech, but uh, on his YouTube channels is also all his eight uh, or nine Winter Derby matches he played. Uh Okay. If you want to see it in action and and I think it's a 30 minute deck tech about this deck and he talks about a lot of weird time vault scenarios and how to use time vault uh, in a a good way. So I recommend that for people interested in. Uh Uh, in that and he and, and when you watch him play he also often plays like the turn one holy mine gamble play and hope it sticks
1: okay uh, well if you're playing yeah he's he's playing a rather aggressive deck like you could actually get ahead if you make it stick i guess uh, not caring about or hoping to draw into a relic barrier or something we don't see any uh like isis in this because it's it's an aggressive deck and you can't have that many four drops i guess he's playing two sushis and maybe that's enough on the high curve of the spectrum
0: and this is also he plays three howling mines and four relic barriers i kind of like playing one more tap down card than actual howling mines
1: yeah, I think that's also a solid way to go about. In a lot of the decks we've been talking about, uh, some of them we actually concluded that the deck might not need Howling that much. Uh, and if that's the case, maybe you don't need to play four. Uh, since you can, if you're playing ISIS, you definitely don't need to play four. I guess uh, ISIS is good in itself and. But if you're playing Four Relics, I don't know, yeah. Here the ATOG at least uses them in another way. So maybe this is the best deck to go down with, not playing Four Howlings. (laughs) But maybe not the best Howling deck, needing Howling Mine at least. What do you think?
2: I I mean, uh, I think it all comes together. Uh, I I think this is a Howling Mine deck, actually, even though there's only three of them. Uh, because of the synergies uh, with uh, the time vaults and uh, the a tog and uh, it it just makes a lot of sense uh, to have them and I think they are a important uh, uh, part of, uh, of what makes this deck tick I would love to play this deck it looks so much fun
1: yeah you and I only own one time vault though but you, yeah. you could probably give one down it's not that necessary
0: well i actually have have one uh we can do this sometime we all three play this day. i have four time walls so I, ah. I can borrow one to each of you <laughs> and i have two left that we can all play this day. yeah let's do that that
1: would
2: be amazing let's do that <laughs>
0: (laughs) we we let's do that for for some live tournament Uh, we we just we just take jeff's deck and everyone shows up with this exact list
1: yeah (laughs) sounds like a deal especially if you're able to play in real life soon as we hope we will uh, in the future Uh, so i think that kind of we kind of went through all the different archetypes we talked about stasis we talked about twiddle world we talked about the dreams combo uh we talked about the relic barrier control the parfait distress why is it called distress you uh, know
2: i have forgotten that actually uh, i think it used to be sort of a poxish style deck mm-hmm. uh in uh, some Uh, standard format or type 2 format back in the day but I don't really remember that uh, 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 why it was called that
1: yeah me neither the the listeners will have to help us with that I guess Uh, we didn't talk about turbo fog Uh, maybe we don't need to do that Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah
2: that's actually an interesting archetype but uh, yeah since we don't have a deck list let's just skip that
1: uh, maybe you don't really need a Howling Mind for turbofog. do you? Yes. Okay, um, why? Just um, give us our general thoughts what Turbo Fog is.
0: I don't know much about Turbo but the problem is that your cards don't do anything, so you need to draw extra cards. Uh, mm. that, that's my take on not knowing the archetype. I played against it once in old school. Yeah,
1: and you're playing green, so that enables Sylvan, enables that, and yeah, maybe... Yeah, I don't like Fog decks at all. (laughs) Fog is probably the most... The card that people think are good, but it's really bad. I don't think a lot of people think Fog is good, but when someone thinks Fog is good, that is what's wrong with uh, their processing on how they're figuring it out. Because usually it just sits in your hand, right? But you only remember when... My opponent swinged his hole for lethal, and I had the fog, and I got to win next turn. Those are the games you remember. Uh, but the Turbo Fog deck is a deck that plays not only fog. You're probably playing white and black and all the fogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we also talked about the Vault uh, the Tog uh, and the Lance Edge and the Trick deck. So... I think we kind of covered all the bases with the Howling mine. Uh, it's
2: fascinating it, that it can be used uh, in so many different archetypes and being like the glue that uh, makes it all stick together. It's a really fascinating card and it yeah. uh, has a huge um, footprint on the format. It, uh, you see it in a lot of different situations. It's a really fun card.
1: I think so too. Uh, Ola, any final thoughts on howling mind decks?
0: I I think it was too hard to find howling mind decks. I mean, I hoped some of the listeners could share some of their weird howling mind decks that we actually missed because I think there's a lot of weird howling mind decks that we didn't find yeah. because they maybe didn't finish top eight or the deck lists weren't published in a in a way that we found them.
1: Yeah, because like Jonas mentioned, you it's in many tournaments maybe all tournaments larger than a few people you usually see a howling mine and there are a lot of decks that we might have missed of course Uh, and with that said uh, i would like to thank uh, the janitor for helping us out going through some weird deck list with another (laughs) card in old school
2: it was a great time Uh, i love doing
1: this uh, and Åland uh, I tip my hat to you yeah thanks for having so us difficult. have a nice day, evening Ain't or whatever you're doing
2: word. bye 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 and that night as the moon crossed the mountain one more coyote was heard.
0: here you go Ooh, yep Ooh yep.